listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast by Dr. T. Michael W. Halcom, Dr. Frederick J. Long, Dr. Mario Melendez, Dr. Jennifer Noonan, and J. M. Smith. Welcome and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Proof Text. I'm Michael Halcom and I'm here with the sensei himself, J. M. Smith. Uh, J. M., you doing all right? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing good. I survived my trip to SBL, and uh, and you guys survived being in a house with me for a couple of days. So yeah. it's a win-win. <laughs> well, it was, it was a good time, man. It was good to see you. And uh, yeah, that that was a a long days of work and a lot of standing for me. So yeah, uh, yeah, running the close house booth every day, lots of standing. So yeah, you guys were putting in some serious time. So I I know how hard you're working. I got to see it up close. Yeah, it was it was good to be there and uh, San Diego next year and an even bigger booth and better booth uh, on the horizon. So yeah, man, um, that's exciting. I mean, y'all had a big booth. You know, it was. I can't wait to see what you're going to do next year because this one was pretty uh, unbelievable compared to last year. So. Yeah, I got some ideas knocking around in my head already, so pretty stoked about that. Uh, I think if we can pull off what what I'm envisioning, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be great. So uh, we already got. I mean, since then we've already had two authors submit complete manuscripts. So we have like six more books getting ready to come out, dude. Like That's already, great. I mean, and we've you know got authors wanting contracts and so we're we're staying busy man for sure yeah um, yeah so uh well let's uh it's it's good to be back on 10 questions and uh mm-hmm. um it's been a minute so let's jump into it uh, if you're if this is your first time watching this um we what we do is simply get a random verse and uh we bring curiosity to the table and ask 10 questions about the verse. So I get five, JM gets five. The rule is no answering. So we can ask questions, but not answers. So um, it, we have talked about doing a 10 answers episode. It might actually be fun to have uh, to have somebody else come on and try to answer the 10 questions. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Um, <laughs> So anyways, yeah, uh, so I'm going to pull up a random verse here. JM doesn't know what it is, uh, Mm -hmm. and I just, I use the random Bible verse generator to generate these. Uh, That's what I've started doing. So I'm going to pull this up here in a minute. I'll tell you, we're going to the New Testament first, and uh, we are at um, Matthew 5, 17 is what the random Bible verse generator gave me. If you're watching, I'm going to put that up on the screen. And if you're just listening, that's fine too. We'll read it out loud. This is a pretty short verse. In the English, the NIV says, uh, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Yeah, so that's where we're starting. I'm sure you know this verse to some degree, JM. So you mm-hmm. want to take the first question or you want me to? Um, yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll do the first one. All right. My first question would be, 
Well, as, as to start with the basics, what section of the Sermon on the Mount does this come in? In other words, what is the immediate context that mm-hmm. Jesus felt the need to bring this up? Does it relate to anything before or after? Yeah. All right. So what's the immediate context? Does it relate to anything before or after? Um, I guess mine a little bit overlaps with that. Um, so these are like a, a negative command, you know, do not. Um, why does Jesus feel the need to issue a negative sort of command? Do not think. Do not think this. Um, do not think that. Why does he add it? So, you know, sometimes there's positive commands, but why? What's the occasion for him feeling as though he needs to issue a negative command? All right. My second question is about that verb that you're talking about. So, nomisate. Yeah. Nomisate. Um, nomiso. So there's, I, I know other Greek verbs for to think or mm-hmm. to reckon, um, but I am not familiar with this verb. I don't know how it's used elsewhere and what sense it has. Um, just looking at BDAG, it's got a couple of different definitions. And, you know, think, believe, behold, consider, follow, or practice what is customary. It just seems to have a wide range, more than just like the typical word for think in Greek, mm-hmm. which I think is uh, gnosko, or no, gnosko mm-hmm. is to know, right? Yep. Gnosko, um, gnosko. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. Numerous. So, I, I, is this an unusual verb, or is this the normal verb that you would expect in this type of sentence? That's my second question. Excellent. I'm going to fire a quick one again and piggyback on yours. This is mm-hmm. a literary question. Does he use nomisete nomisete um because there's sort of a euphonic uh connection with nomon so you have the nom at mm. the front so maybe he does maybe he doesn't i don't know is there is that why he uses this verb so you were asking is this the normal verb i'm asking then could there be a, a sort of euphonic, rhetorical, literary reason he's using this particular think verb in relation to the nomon that he's talking about? Mm. That's good. I like that. Um, so I would want to know, my third question is, likewise, do not think I have come Kataluci, so to abolish or mm-hmm. to destroy, or I know that is related to the verb aluo, to loose or to destroy, or mm-hmm. um, and and when you stick kata on the front, it changes the meaning a little bit. Uh, but my Greek's not not good enough to ferret out those nuances. Mm-hmm. So I would specifically want to know how is kataluci. This verb used, what is it usually used to describe? Like when you abolish or does it mean abolish? Does it mean destroy when it's used elsewhere, not just in this passage? Because 
it's um there this is a big theological issue you know jesus's relation to the law and a lot of people obviously thinking that he has abolished it you know certainly his view on the food laws was quite unexpected so what sense does this verb have as well just like with the other verb that's what i want to know hmm i got another uh rhetorical type question um we we see repetition so we have particularly elthon katalyse and then elthon katalyse um and before that on the first one we have an oti elthon and so an omicron word and then another omicron word elthon we have, so we have like you could lay it out to where it forms a sort of parallelism uh, and i'm wondering is that purposeful because um, he could he, he didn't need to repeat Elthon uh, Katanuse or even add Allah, right? He could have just said, "Do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets." Elthon Pleirose, I came to fulfill Avtus, I came to fulfill them, right? That, that's an easy mm. way he could have said that Elthon. Play rose aftus, but instead he repeats the omicron word elthon katadusa. So seems to is it seem to be something emphatic going on there with like this parallelism and this repetition. So I'm wondering, yeah, what's happening there literarily and rhetorically? Hmm. Hmm. My fourth question is all three of mine uh, are, are my three up after my first question. These are all vocabulary questions because that's mm. so crucial is these terms. Um, so he uses plerao, the verb and to fulfill where else does he use that verb or where else does Matthew use that verb? Uh, um, yeah in this gospel and how does he use it that's that's really really good yeah very important word right there mm. um my fourth question just in general is uh what would it look like to abolish the law or prophets um that that's sort of the negative i mean evidently somebody is well, if we mirror read, somebody may have been thinking that Jesus did come to abolish the law and the prophets. Hmm. So what, if he had come to do that, what does that look like? What was that person thinking or espousing that the abolishing of the law or prophets looked like? Did it just mean they were irrelevant? Did, like, at this point, did it mean, like, the covenant was fulfilled like the sacrificial system was fulfilled what mm. what entails abolishing the law and the prophets does that make sense uh, yeah makes sense. yeah okay. no it does it does because that's a very that's a well that's a serious charge that's a that's actually a capital offense uh if you were to take it as teaching blasphemy mm. uh, and so yeah it's a, it's a super serious charge 
And I would want to know, yeah, you're exactly right. What what are they seeing him do that makes them think that? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think we both got one more question left. All right. Well, my last one is going to trail down to the next verse because in 517, he says, don't think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. But then in the next verse, when he says, um, uh, you know, truly, I tell you until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of the pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. And he doesn't say from the law and the prophets. Mm. So I would want to know, because I would just think in 17, he's using law and prophets as shorthand for all of the Tanakh, but then he doesn't include the prophets in 18. Oh, nice. Um, so I wonder why, and if there's any significance in leaving that out or is just the law also another shorthand for all of the Tanakh because elsewhere he I think elsewhere he says the law and the prophets and the writing so he even uses the yeah. threefold division so yeah I, I would just want to know if there's anything going on there reason why he shortened or left out the prophets well that's really that's a great insight um my last question I've I know that with regard to the gospel of Matthew that Jesus is portrayed, or it's argued that Jesus is portrayed like a new Moses. Um, and so I'm wondering if the reason he actually, I'm kind of circling back to one of my first questions, the negative command, do not think, is he using the do not command to sort of imitate the Ten Commandments? Do not, you know, uh, commit adultery, do not mm. commit murder, is, is that negative command a sort of imitation of Moses. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So very good, man. Uh, there's some really interesting questions uh, that you raise. And yeah, hopefully if, if you're watching, you, you find it's pretty interesting too. And uh, if you have questions about the verse, we'd love to hear from you. If you're watching or listening, wherever you're getting this, feel free to, sort of chime in and let us know what you're thinking as well. But really, we just want to show you what it looks like to bring some creative lenses, some observing lenses to the text. So, yeah, JM, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll stop there and say we hope that helps. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glow's House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glossa House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glossahouse.com today. Glossa House, language resources for the global community.